Living in Babylon, Episode 3. In our last episode, we were introduced to King Nebuchadnezzar, the master and the prince of the eunuchs, and also Daniel and his friends who have been taken into captivity in Babylon. We're going to pick up at Dan, the book of Daniel, first chapter, verse 17. And it said, As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in his realm. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of the king of Cyrus. So these children that had been taken into captivity from Judah were well, uh, very knowledgeable and very skilled. In that lets us know that if we are God's children, we should be the best of the best in everything that we do. We should be leading the pack in technology, wisdom, education, um, creativity, understanding of how the world works. And often as Christians, we disconnect from the world to the degree that when we do make input on what's going on in the world, people don't want to hear it because we seem to portray an image that we're living in the heavens all the time and don't have our feet on the earth. God is a God of knowledge. He's a God of wisdom. He's a God of understanding. And it says that these kids, these children of Judah, and Judah means praise. They were from the tribe of Judah. They were the praisers. They were the ones that stood before the king in praise. And often Judah was the tribe that went first. When Israel went into battle, Judah led the way with praise. And now praise has been taken, supposedly, into captivity. And he said that they were ten times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that they had, that he had in his in his kingdom, or should I say empire, because actually they were, you know, uh, Babylon was an empire, like we hear about the Roman Empire, um, how the magnitude um, of their scope and and, and coverage and um, territory. It was the same for Babylon. And chapter 2, it says, And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, 
Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. So the king had a, a dream and he had people that he could call at a moment's notice. He had astrologers, he had uh, actually sorcerers, the Chaldeans were uh, people who were adept at the art of witchcraft. There were sorcerers, people who find knowledge in ways, try to circumvent the knowledge of God to obtain knowledge. And we still have those type of people in the world today. And the king said to them that I've dreamed a dream and I won't read all uh, all of it. When you get your Bible, go to chapter 2. And it says that none of these people could interpret the king's dream. I'll para paraphrase. And they could not give the king the interpretation because the king didn't tell them what the dream was. Let me tell you what the king did. The king said, you tell me what I dreamt and then tell me what the dream meant. Because you know how it is when you have a dream sometimes. You wake up in your trouble, but you cannot remember all of the details of the dream. And he told him, and guess what? If you don't, if nobody can tell me, then basically I'm going to have your head on a chopping block. So one thing we can learn already, um, similarities of living in a Babylonian age and the age that we're living in, that people are seeking out knowledge they want to understand things they're seeking wisdom and knowledge but they're seeking it from sources that god has not authorized they're going to the soothsayers and the uh the the, the witch doctors and the um the what madame cleo's and the astrologers trying to find the root of their problem, of what's troubling them, but they refuse to go to God. And it was the same back then. So he told them in verse 9 of chapter 2, but if you will not make known unto me the dream, there is but one decree for you, for ye have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me till the time be changed. Therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that ye can show me the interpretation thereof. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon this earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore is no king, lord, nor ruler that would ask such a thing of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. Basically, He's telling the king, what you're asking is impossible. We have knowledge, but our knowledge is limited. We cannot tell you what your dream was. And there's nobody on this earth that could do that. Verse 11, and it is a rare thing that the king requires. And there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with the flesh. For this cause, the king was angry and very furious, 
and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And a decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. So they included Daniel and his friends amongst the astrologers and the soothsayers and the sorcerers because they didn't understand that their power and their knowledge and their authority and their wisdom came from a different source. They just kind of put them all in their eggs in one basket. And one of the Babylonian lies that you will hear in our current day, and I've heard it recently, where there's this gentleman uh, that says he's a prophet and he basically has a prophecy mill. You can call in and get a prophecy for Christ any day, any time of the week. And he often brings, he brought up the scripture about Daniel and different ones in the Bible and lumping them together, saying that they use the same type of wisdom. They had the same type of wisdom and knowledge. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. They understood the stars and how the world works, but they were not operating under the same power and influence that the sorcerers were. So it said, verse 14, Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty from the king? He wanted to know why is this, you know, this press to go out here and, and, and kill, kill the wise man. And the captain told Daniel what had happened. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him some time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the things known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. He let them know, listen, guys, this is the problem. This is what's going on. And if we don't come up with an answer, we're getting ready to be killed with these other, with these clowns. That they would desire mercies of God. He said, we're getting ready to go and we're going to seek God, God's mercy. Of the God of heaven concerning this secret. That Daniel said that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. So when I first read this, I began to think about how Daniel had some people that he could go to and you always need someone that you can go to that's going to give you wise counsel that's on the same level that you are on that are seeking God and God's faith so it is very imperative who your friends are because if Daniel just had some friends that all they did when they got together was chit chat gossip play cards or whatever he would have been able to go to these guys and say, look, we need to get a word from the Lord and we need it now. So it's important that you have people around you that are seeking after God the way that you are. Verse 19, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God 
forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth in him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my Father, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Wow, what a wonderful praise that Daniel offered unto God. God is a revealer of secrets. He will, there are no secrets with God. There are no secrets with God. There are no secrets with God. And when you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, God will reveal things to you that the enemy wants to keep secret. God will reveal things to you that will prosper you, that will move you, that will advance you in life. And it comes through the knowledge and the wisdom of God. You know, people try so many different sources. I know at one point I was what you would call a new age Christian. You know, it was all in fun, but it was interesting. I would, um, I liked looking up my horoscope and I didn't think there was any harm in it. But every day I would look at my horoscope and see what my horoscope said about what type of day I was going to have or what I can expect for the future. And then one day the conviction of God came upon me and said, if you're going to be my child, you got to put those horoscopes away. It didn't mean that I'm not going to be knowledgeable in how the stars work and how they align, but I'm not going to lay my life out under the direction of what they say or someone tells me that the stars say. I'm going to seek the guidance of God and the Holy Spirit because he's the one that can see the secret things, the hidden things. So Daniel proceeded to tell King Nebuchadnezzar, the dream that he had. Can you imagine telling someone a dream? Oh, this is what you dreamt about. And this is what it means. And that's exactly what Daniel did. And I'll just read a part of the dream, verse 31, because it'll be relevant to something we'll be coming back to. He said, Then, O king, Sawest and behold a great image, this great image whose brightness was excellent stood before thee, and from and the form thereof was terrible. And he began to tell him the rest of the dream, which you can read at your leisure. Please go to Daniel the second chapter and read that. And I'll go down to the end of the second chapter, verse 6. And then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded 
that they should offer oblation and sweet odors unto him. And see, the king still didn't get it. He worshipped Daniel. He didn't worship the God of Daniel. He fell down and he began to worship Daniel and saying that they should make offerings to Daniel. And the king answered Daniel and said, Of truth it is that your God is a God of God. This is what the king said to Daniel. And the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. Seeing thou couldest reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Set them over the affairs of the providence of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. So those three guys whose names originally Daniel's friends that were carried out of Babylon with him. When he got promoted, they got promoted. Meshach, Azariah, and Abednego. Their names were changed by the king of Babylon. But this is the thing. When you're with, hanging with the right folks, when you get blessed, the people around you will be blessed also. So when Daniel got his promotion, his friends got promoted too, right along with him. Wow, what a wonderful story. So now we're going to move on into chapter 3 in our next episode. And we're going to find out the price that was asked of Daniel and his friends. Because we know nothing comes for free in Babylon. Um.